0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You are listening to the Intentionally Inspirational Podcast. This podcast is created for hungry entrepreneurs who are seeking motivation, personal development resources, and actionable tips. Now for your host, Jason Wright. What's happening, Inspire Nation? This is episode number 73. It's all about your videos with James Manning. What is going on, everybody? This is Jason Wright, your host. I'm having another great week. I hope you are as well. I wanted to start off today by saying check out our new podcast page. Phase one of three is done. You can see that on the website intentionallyinspirational.com. I'm proud of it. I think you guys will enjoy that. And the, the show notes in there are just uh, expanded and look really, really, really good. So I'm happy. If I'm happy, everybody else is happy, right? <laughs> All right. I want to start off with a random story for you guys today. And it really doesn't have anything to do with the episode. That's why I called it a random story, but there might be some comic relief for you. So once upon a time, I bought a, a reasonably nice car for myself to drive, and my wife had the older car, and I was enjoying the newer car, and um, back at the end of last year, she was in an accident by no fault of hers, and her car was totaled, so um, we got a an older car, and somehow she ended up with my nicer car, and I have the older car, so I'm driving a 2003 Camry, a Toyota Camry, 176K. It runs fine. Um, brakes aren't the best, but they're not horrible. I could fix those, but has no air conditioning. No air conditioning. So I'm in central Indiana. Summer is upon us. We're talking low to mid-90s and a little humidity. It's miserable, man. It is hot in that car. Like, if you get in my car, no matter if you need to make a phone call or not, all four windows are going down and staying down no matter what, but... Here's what's funny. I refuse to fix the car. I refuse to fix it for two reasons. For one, it's not worth putting the money in. I think the compressor's out, so I don't want to put a new air conditioning compressor and and spend more money than the car's worth because that doesn't make any sense. But for two, it's a great opportunity for me to stay super, super focused on what I'm trying to build here because every time I get behind the wheel, it's it's not that comfortable. The other car's great, but I like to stay uncomfortable. I like to stay out of my comfort zone, even in my car, because it keeps me focused. You know, when I decide I've deserved a better car, I'll upgrade. But I'm not there yet. So, kind of a weird way to approach things. But man, if, if you have something in your life, an opportunity to, to kind of stay uncomfortable physically, like a car that has no air in the summer, try that. Maybe that'll get your butt in gear and you'll get that book done or those courses done or whatever you've been putting off. So, That's my random story for you, but I thought you might get a kick out of that. So today, as always, I've got an incredible guest on the show, um, James Manning, and I will tell you about him uh, during the conversation, but really enjoyed this, man. Real cool and laid back guy, but content is so valuable and rich. I know you guys will love this. So without further ado, I'll let you check that out and uh, we'll talk again after that. What's happening, everybody? I have got another phenomenal guest with me today. I've got James Manning from Royal Deca, and let me tell you a little bit about James. Obviously, he's an entrepreneur. He is a podcaster of the Skate to Create podcast, which we will dig into. He is a YouTube certified marketing guy. Uh, he does video campaigns, digital media, e-commerce, business development, and so much more. If I read it all, you would lose your mind. It's awesome. James, welcome to the show, man.
1: Thank you so much, Jason. Happy to be here. Awesome. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Sorry.
0: No, Very good. Very good. So tell me your story, man. Where'd all this begin? I was I was lost in a good way in your site over the last two days. And there, there's so much there that sometimes when I when I get on a site like yours, I'm like, man, I feel like I'm doing nothing compared to these guys. So I can't wait to hear this. Where, where'd this all begin?
1: Well, thank you very much. And of course, thank you for having me on the show. I, I was really happy to get that invitation. Um, so, I mean, we were We started a few years ago, and as you mentioned, I'm YouTube certified, so bringing that to the table for a few years now. But when we started, we actually started podcasting, and we started because we went to a convention, a podcast convention called Podcast Movement.
0: Oh, sweet.
1: Yeah, and there we actually met John Lee Dumas, who was on your show a few episodes ago, Uh, and a great guy, as a matter of fact, and we really had the bug for podcasting, and that was where we you know started. And as John Lee Dumas was mentioning on on that episode, we decided to just start and go with it. And we ended up getting clients and making a lot of connections. and we didn't really know where it was going to take us. But uh, it eventually led to you know doing this particular work in this particular niche, which is YouTube and Facebook advertising. Specifically with video, beautiful. I know that was very, very. <laughs> that was a kind of a compact way to get there, but yeah. No
0: worries, man. And, and let me ask you this because actually, your site was telling me that YouTube's analytics are, are pretty phenomenal as well. What do you think's higher right now? Would you say it's Facebook as far as having the the more detailed analytics, or YouTube?
1: YouTube has more analytics, but I mean that's where you're able to really dial in what's happening. But I would say that Facebook has more targeting capability, so you're able to have a few more knobs and uh, levers to maneuver how you're going to access an audience through Facebook. But whenever it comes to the analytics and trying to figure out what's going on, YouTube has that uh, covered, basically.
0: Very nice. I love the integration in your business of skateboarding and business because it's all about passion, and it's about saying – how do I take these two things and make it one thing and make it beautiful? Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. Well, my partners and I, uh, Travis and Daniel, we grew up skateboarding. And whenever uh, Travis started hanging out with us, that was something we had in common. And so whenever we decided to do a podcast, we we basically said, okay, we have this skateboarding thing in common. And that got us to talking about what effect that had in our lives. So that was the genesis of the show is basically reaching out to other skateboarders and hoping to inspire them by letting them know that if you skate, um, it actually gives you kind of a head start on starting a business because you learn to fail very often. And, uh, it's very, it's very much built on, um, self-improvement and, um, So whenever that translates to business, we were just thinking, okay, that's the perfect way to have a podcast, have it connect to our our philosophies, and then have it connect to our business because we were trying to inspire skateboarders. And since then, it's branched out to other areas, but we still have clients in the skate community. We have a skate park in Houston, um, Southside Skate Park, that that are clients of ours, and uh, that's very near and dear to our heart always.
0: That's beautiful. And I never skateboarded, but I connect it in the same way with basketball. And I just think back when I was a kid, when I first started, I was terrible. But I can remember playing in the rain and playing in the snow and, you know, just saying I I refuse to give up. But you're right. I mean, a a sport like basketball or skateboarding teaches you a lot about life and about business. And if you're not failing, you're you're not doing anything. I mean, failure is a a barometer for how much you're trying. So it's, it's a beautiful thing you just said. So like I said at the beginning of the show, you you and your your partners, you know, you you offer a ton of services. So if you're going to kind of think about the startup, so we're going to say, you know, pretend I've been in business less than a year. What would you suggest I focus on first? Kind of in the realm of, you know, the space that you work. Because it can get overwhelming. You know, people are like, you know, I was actually in a mastermind meeting this morning and one of my, my mentors and a buddy was like, I just get overwhelmed with the online marketing. There's so many options, you know, uh, he's like, I feel like I need to be everywhere a hundred percent. And it's just, it's overwhelming. So what would you recommend for that new startup?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the, the services that we offer are born out of real world needs that our clients had. So, you know, we got a lot of, uh, word of mouth advertising and, um, a lot of people were basically spreading the word about our company, which was great. And people were coming to us as small businesses saying, these are the things we need help with. We're we're overwhelmed. So I think just starting off with figuring out what your goals are, um, how to really focus on just one or two goals, because a lot of times small businesses, they just, you know, there's so many things to do already when you start to add multiple goals and multiple ways to track those goals, it just it becomes really daunting. So, um, for example, a company we were working with, uh, one of their goals was to have more local search uh, ranking, and so we helped them with getting more Google reviews, because that that boosted their local search uh, ranking in the in the Google algorithm. But then we also focused on organic content and making sure that they were able to put out content that was free, but it was full of keywords that would lead back to their website. Um, So just having that one goal of, you know, wanting to improve in local search or wanting to get more subscribers on YouTube or wanting to uh, maybe it's a download situation with a podcast. I think just, really starting with one thing and then honing in on how you can accomplish that one thing and there's obviously there's many different ways but uh that that's where we start and um usually there's enough things that complicate that already so uh it's a it's a great starting point
0: that's really well said man um it just got me thinking like just to, I guess focusing on social, what social platform or or platforms do, do you feel are are best for people to start with? And I know that's like a super broad question, and maybe I can't answer. But are there a few platforms that you kind of feel like are the best for not only growing an audience, but you know, trying to build that that um, that platform on? I'm curious to hear what you say.
1: Yeah, I mean, if if building an audience is the actual goal, um, then so uh, it kind of depends. <laughs> I know that's, a, that's a, not the answer you're looking for, but no, that's fine. Uh, so we focus on YouTube and Facebook because those give two definitive, uh, different benefits. So the the benefit of Facebook is the instant gratification. It's the it's the short term. Um, you know, you get to be on people's feed. and if you have a, a pretty good post, let's say you're posting on Facebook once or twice a week and you find that people are responding to a post, you know, you're getting more engagement on that particular post than on others. Well, then you can add $5 or $10 to that and get it seen in front of more people. Um, So there's a lot of short term, you know, you can, you can put stuff out there and have it really drive an immediate result with Facebook. But as far as long term, that's not really what Facebook is about it's, it's, uh, it's kind of just in and out, you know? Um, but let's say you want to drive an audience and and have a long-term strategy where over the year or two years, you're continually, you're continually ramping up and building that audience. Well, that would be YouTube because you can place a video on YouTube and tag it correctly and make sure that people are able to find that video whenever they're searching for it, making sure that it, connects to your business. And then over, you know, the next couple of months or years, you're going to see exponential growth on that if it's done well. Um, you know, kind of like how a blog works mm-hmm. where you, you basically uh, rely on those keyword searches to lead to that blog. And then hopefully that leads to more views on your website.
0: So would it be safe to say that Facebook is maybe the better platform of the two if you're goal is to interact in real time with your audience. I mean, obviously you can do Facebook live and that type of thing, but is it better for that engagement, that relationship building, would you say?
1: It can be. Yeah. But I mean, YouTube comments work just as well. Um, I think it, again, it comes down to the goals and number one, if you don't have video as a capability, then YouTube's kind of not an option for you, right? You have (laughs) to be able to put videos up. So, um, if you're, if you're a small business and you don't have video, using images on Facebook works really well.
0: Mm -hmm. Speaking of video, uh, I would love to hear three tips from you for the audience about creating better videos on social media in general. So we can think like Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, if you like. Uh, Yeah, see what you got.
1: Sure. So I think just like with any online content, you want to just start and put something out there. A lot of people think that they have to have a really polished video for it to represent their brand and seem professional. But what resonates on YouTube is authenticity. So the more authentic you can be, and I would also say the more upfront you can be. So what I mean is a lot of times people will upload a video thinking that it kind of works like a commercial or it, it works like maybe a TV show, but it doesn't. The fundamental difference is the YouTube audience is not captive, which means if they land on your video and it's not pleasing to them in the first five seconds, if, if they don't feel like there's going to be any value to this, they're just going to exit. And that's different than when you're watching TV or, you know, something else where you're kind of tied there. You don't have to, you, you have to stay there and just endure that bad content. So really putting a a face on the video and talking to the person as if they're looking at, you you know, talking to the camera directly, those work really well on YouTube. So I would say it's those three things, um, putting something out there, making sure that it, you know, you start somewhere and then try to improve as you go along. And then you want to be authentic as much as possible and get to the point as quickly as possible. Uh, just, you know, as a quick rule of thumb.
0: Yeah, I love uh, I love everything you just said, but two things really stood out to me, and one is a a reoccurring theme that I I hear and see all the time, but I I feel like I can't emphasize it enough, and that's just just do it, just get started, do something. You know, people get pinned down, they get frozen with fear. Oh, it's got to be perfect, perfect for who? You know, people will not produce videos or start businesses or you know try sports or, or or take risks because they're so worried about it not being perfect, but if you guys uh you, you don't remember anything else, remember this: do something, take a chance, just just do it. You know you can always improve upon it, but uh, getting I had this conversation with somebody the other day: getting something done is still better than the perfect thing that's not done. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and actually, you know, using your smartphone is a great way to record a video. You know, honestly, um, you can. You can set it up to where it's kind of like on a tripod or you're you're have it up against, you know, on top of some books or something, and you know, just talk into the camera directly and you'd be surprised how good the quality will turn out on most phones.
0: You know, it's funny. My wife's got a iPhone six and it is pretty good, quality-wise. And I have a five C and like the video quality is horrific. I don't know if it's <laughs> that model or if it's just my phone or what, but it it's like <clears throat> It's like some seriously old school footage. I don't know what's going on. Is that normal or is something (laughs) wrong with my phone?
1: No, no. The iPhone 6 is just a cut above. I mean, it it was – you know what? Actually, I use Android pretty often. I've used it all the way up until this last phone, which was an iPhone 6. And I got the iPhone specifically because of the camera.
0: Nice. I mean,
1: everything else is basically the same. I don't even like iPhones really, but the camera, you really can't beat it. It's um, 240 frames per second. And uh, yeah, it just is awesome, Uh, awesome quality.
0: The second thing you said when we were talking about the three tips that I really liked is the authenticity piece. You know, this, the way I'm talking to you right now, the way that people are hearing me, this is how I am everywhere. I I write this way. I I talk to you face to face this way. I would speak this way. And it doesn't matter. You know, don't compare me to James or, or James to you or me to you. Be yourself. You know, everybody's got... There are every you know some people think oh there's nothing special about me well actually there is because you're the only version of you so that authenticity piece is so big whether it's video whether it's building an audience whether it's positioning yourself as an expert I'm just getting fired up in a good way talking about it because it's so important you know you can feel that energy coming and I'm sweating and bouncing around in this chair because it's it's so hot we're in this room but uh, that's my problem not yours but no it's good <laughs> stuff man. It is such yeah i mean I, I,
1: you know I talk to a lot of companies where they wanna they want to go all out on their first video and then it, it really doesn't end up working out the way they want it to, and they've wasted a lot of time and money when they could have done like three or four videos in that amount of time with just you know trying to be a little bit creative and again being authentic and just not not trying to put on a front um, that ends up not even relating to the audience you know, in the first place. And that's the whole goal is to get engagement from the audience. So you you want to do what works well on YouTube and that's authenticity.
0: Well, this is kind of funny. So my son who's 11 is obsessed with YouTube. He loves it. Do you know who uh, Dan TDM is?
1: I don't, but, uh, there's so many, <laughs> there's so many, uh, YouTube celebrities. Oh, I, sure. I can't pretend to know all of them.
0: So this guy's uh, one of those that, uh, you know, does the gaming Minecraft and that kind of stuff. And, He's out of the UK, but he's got 14 million followers or something. Well, he went on tour and we went and saw him. And my son's like, I've seen the light. I want to be a professional YouTuber. So he's actually, uh, we brought him on to our, our team and, you know, he said, are you going to pay me? I said, I'll pay you, but it's hot water and lights, son. That's your payment. (laughs) I will kick you out in the street. Don't take that for granted. But he's, uh, you know, he's really doing that himself and he's got a, a Mac we've set him up with and he's got the equipment to kind of do the same thing and He's learning about it, and he's kind of got the uh, the YouTube channel. We haven't done a lot with our YouTube channel, but he's he's learning. And then we've uh, invested in some cartoon marketing. I don't know if you've heard of, of Powtoon, but um, it's something different. No, I have Yeah, so it's Powtoon. They might be based in the U.K. as well, but it's neat because you can use templates or you can do full voiceover and create your own, but that cartoon element adds something different and super unique, and – I'd be curious to see where he goes with it, but I was just wondering, have you seen anything like that on YouTube or have you guys messed with it at all yourself?
1: There's so much of that going on, like especially Minecraft. That's a huge part of what people are watching on YouTube. But um, mostly what we do is advertising. So it's it's based gotcha, on, gotcha. You know, on trying to connect with a particular audience that's looking for a particular product or service and making sure that there's a video that informs them of that product or service and making sure that it connects with them in the first place but you know that that part of YouTube is huge the entertainment part and um have you ever heard of VidCon it's it's the YouTube convention that they have every year
0: I have not but it makes sense right away when you say it VidCon so yeah, is it, is it uh, massive
1: It's huge and most of it is kids you know there to get autographs from their favorite YouTube stars but It's just a a huge huge event and you really get the scope of how many youtube stars there are and how many different niches there are and um so all that to say that i have no idea what's going on in the minecraft world but um we tend to focus on the uh on the business side of a video and and advertising um i hope that answered your question i forgot
0: yeah no problem no it's no worries. So you went to Podcast Movement. What's funny is I'm in Indiana. I'm in central Indiana. And I believe last year it was in Chicago, which is only four hours away. Yeah. And this year, Podcast Movement's on my radar, but it's in Anaheim, California at the end of August. And what was your experience with that? I mean, was it worth the trip? Was it a good a good deal?
1: Well, actually, we went, uh, My our whole company was volunteering for Podcast Movement for two years. Um, and it was prior to Chicago. So the The other two years that it happened was in Dallas and it was in Fort Worth. So since we are in Dallas, uh, we were able to just attend those and um, it, it was great. I mean, it was a lot smaller than it is now. But you can see how many people were getting into podcasting and how the the medium was really maturing and people were figuring out how to uh, monetize. And it it was amazing. We met so many cool people, uh, got so many cool guests out of it and learned a lot.
0: Awesome. Well, this is a little change in direction, but uh, some entrepreneurs and, and I'm just going to stereotype and say the younger guys, but. And gals, I could be wrong, but I, I don't think so. <laughs> some of them try to do everything—the the whole business thing through social media only—and some people are ignoring the importance of a website. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the website helps you a lot because it's something that you own, whereas you don't own your audience on social media. <clears throat> I know, I know, own is kind of a weird word to uh, to use, but. What I mean is, you have to pay to connect to your audience on Facebook, really. Um, it's a pay to play game right now, otherwise, you know, when you put out a post and you have a thousand uh, fans, only a small fraction of them are going to see it, unless you boost that post and then more of them will see it. Uh, YouTube, same thing, you don't really get to control uh, who sees your stuff. now. If you have subscribers, they can automatically see it. That's no problem. But what I really recommend is getting your email list going as soon as possible because that is the audience that you technically have access to at all times. And I'm sure you hear this a lot from other people as well. Um, It's just if you get started with that as soon as possible, your email list can grow As your website develops as your social media content develops and you'll really get your you know true audience the people that are really engaged with you they're gonna stay on that email list especially if you're providing value and if you can grow that list and really provide value eventually whenever you have an offer or whenever you have something that you ask of your audience you don't have to pay to reach out to them because they're on your email list already
0: Mm -hmm. i think it's really solid advice and you know i hope people get that because the social media stuff's fun but like you say i mean you're essentially uh you know building a business on rented land and that rent can go up or that land can be taken away at any time so that's great well james when you think about the rest of this year 2017 we have about half of it left what is next for you and your company
1: Well, we're, we're really excited to, uh, offer these, I guess it's kind of a new service where we're really niching down to focusing on video ads, focusing on ads on Facebook and helping businesses really connect with their audience. But, um, we're just going to be shooting a lot of those and, um, there are some passion projects involved, but I I can't really (laughs) say anything about that quite yet, but, um, There's, I don't know, kind of like how the podcasting uh, boom started again. I'm really noticing a boom in people understanding how advertising works online. And uh, we're just really excited to focus on that and help a whole bunch more people um, be able to connect with their audience and, you know, not get so discouraged with trying to build a business online.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. People definitely put a lot of pressure on themselves, don't they?
1: Yeah. They want to get started right away and sell, sell stuff from day one, but it, it takes a little bit, it's a little bit harder of a road than that, but totally something that you can do. And, you know, starting out with listening to podcasts about how to do it, um, you know, for free is a, is a really good thing. So your podcast is a, a huge benefit to those people. I'm sure you know, and podcasts like yours where you're helping, you're giving them a lot of free tips, you know, and um, hopefully that keeps them going too. But then just really trying to have a game plan, again, having those goals and being able to to find the help that you need on online. A lot of it's free.
0: Absolutely. Let me ask you, what's the frequency that you guys use for your podcast? Is it weekly? Is it several times a week? Is it?
1: Well, we actually haven't done that podcast we haven't done skate to create in some time we stopped with that one in order to facilitate some other podcasts so we we ended up starting to produce some other podcasts like uh tube talk and then um the shetler show but we you know we haven't released an episode in in a while um again we we really just wanted to focus on client work and stuff like that so this next podcast that we're going to be coming out with is going to be weekly, and it's going to be focused a little bit more on specific help in specific areas that people have questions about.
0: Okay. Well, that, that's funny because I should have done my homework better, so I look like a big dummy, but I'm going to leave it because I like it
1: real. <laughs> no, it's great. It's no problem at all.
0: I've got something for you to try. The next time you do a podcast, I want you to tell the audiences. Don't even identify yourself. I want you to say, I own you. See how that goes over <laughs> for you.
1: <laughs> Probably not good, but we'll we'll try
0: it. Awesome. Well, if members of my audience, Inspire Nation, are listening to you, what is the best way they can contact you?
1: Well, uh, we are offering a free consultation so that's a free 30 minute consultation if you have any questions and you can get to that at Royaldeca.com. So uh, that's dot com, and that's slash boost online sales. I'll take you to a page and you can get a free 30 minute consultation. Um, other than that, we're on Twitter and you can contact me on LinkedIn or Facebook, uh, Royaldeca everywhere.
0: James, I appreciate that, guys. If you're listening, I would take advantage of that. It's only going to help you and give you more options. Well, I appreciate you coming on, my friend. It's been great, and and I hope hope you've had a great time as well.
1: Yeah, it was great. Thank you so much, Jason. I really appreciate it. I love the show already. I've heard a few episodes, and uh, I'm going to keep listening. So thank you so much.
0: Awesome. Take care, man.
1: All right. You too.
0: All right. We are back. Told you it was good stuff. James, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Reach out to me anytime, and uh, I'd love to keep in touch. If you guys want to check out the show notes for this episode, you can do so two ways. You can go straight to our new fancy podcast page, or you can just go to intentionallyinspirational.com forward slash episode 73 and use that same formula to get to all the show notes. Um, something new. I'll tell you at the very end of the show, something new on the homepage Um, I've got a little spot where I posted a Facebook Live I did last week called Ask Jason just to see what happened. We are going to plug in paid promotional podcasts that we are doing now. So when guests come on the show, they get a look at my Calendly calendar page, and uh, there's a couple different types of meetings. There's free podcasts and there's paid, and they can uh, pay and and kind of promote products and things. And the show will still be good from your standpoint. It won't sound like a commercial or anything, but – so a little bit different approach. You guys may not even notice, but uh, part of that package is uh, getting featured on the homepage. There, um, you know, an extra player link to the episode and a lot more social pushes, et cetera. But if you're interested in checking that out, uh, under the podcast page on the homepage, there's a little spot for the guest promotion. That's all brand new as well. So, all kinds of fun stuff happening with the podcast. And it wouldn't surprise me, and it shouldn't surprise you. If you see between two and three episodes a week, starting in August, we have so many podcasts in the pipeline and already recorded. It's insane. It wasn't even my reality two weeks ago. Now it's almost a daily occurrence, if not three times a day. So crazy stuff, fun stuff, and it's all because of you. Thanks for listening, guys. We will catch up with you next episode. For now, it'll be next week, but soon it'll be more frequently than that. See ya. Thanks for listening to Intentionally Inspirational. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to the show on iTunes or check us out on SoundCloud. To check out all of our resources for your startup business success, visit our website at intentionallyinspirational.com. We look forward to seeing you again next week.